Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio. I got to tell you, I know we're going to get into a little football talk here. Yeah, uh, this field hockey is pretty intriguing. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm, I'm watching it. I mean, we're being preempted for it. I'm not happy about it, but it is interesting. I know we have two NFL playoff games that we are talking about. One was a huge one on CBS, and this morning CBS Sports Network doesn't have us on. It's got this field hockey on, but it's over hey. in India. It's live. It's USA versus New Zealand. It is. I have to say, man, it's it's better than I thought it was. It's interesting. I was going to say it's a little faster than I I thought. This game was a lot slower than it is, Mm -hmm. and this is the first time I've actually ever watched field hockey in my life. And I mean, it's entertaining enough. We sit here in the breaks and are rooting for our U.S. girls to beat New Zealand, and it's nice to have live sports on during this time of day. But yes, I'd still rather be on CBS Sports Network this morning. And we will be. It's at eight thirty. Yes, at eight thirty. Yes, absolutely. Does that mean you're rooting against the United States? No. No, 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 never. never We're preempted preempted again. No way. I know. By the way, did you see the American junior hockey team that won the gold medal, Eddie? Did you see that? I did not. Standing there arm in arm singing the national anthem. Gave me chills. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Gave me chills, man. Oh, we just scored a goal. Oh, all right. Look Look at that. Yeah. One nothing. U.S. over New Zealand. All right. So, uh, Shank Spot City here with the Giants. There is, this is, I mean,. It's classic NFL coaching when things go awry. So Pat Leonard of the Daily News has this article yesterday about Brian Dable, Wink Martindale, Mike Kafka, Joe Shane, and how Brian Dable's composure on the sidelines is an issue. And some of the yelling and some of the things he was saying to Wink is what caused the rift between these two. And Joe Shane was on a headset for a game and heard some stuff. I and three games or four games. Yeah, but it was the Washington game, I guess, was the one that was a, a the biggest issue where he said, you're going to blow this one. He said this to Wink, you're going to blow this game just like the Jets game, which I guess people had a problem with because the offense didn't do much in that Jets game. That was the Tommy DeVito debut where they didn't allow him to to throw the ball, but... You know, well, more that was than, Graham Gano game. He missed a that's field right. goal. And he was hurt. Yep. Yes. And he was hurt. So Should have been screaming at him. I mean, the, the thing that I take away more than anything from this, because people are going to say, oh, you know, is Brian Dable the right guy? If he can compose himself, stop. Everybody loved the fact that he was yelling in Daniel Jones' face. Everybody loved the fact that he's intense and desperately wants to win. Now, all of a sudden, you know, they, they don't go to the playoffs. They have a losing season. All this stuff is a problem. This is... A, a guy in Wink Martindale and probably his assistants 
that are pissed off that things went the way that they went and they wanted to get their story out there and they wanted to make it seem like they were not the problem, that he was the problem. And this is how this thing happened. I mean, and it's to me, it's it's petty. It's silly. I don't see anything in this article where I'm like, Brian Dable can't be a head coach. I mean, that's ridiculous. So, I mean, anytime I see something like this where you get somebody trying to take down somebody else, it, it makes the where we think the source is, it makes them look worse than the person that they're trying to take down in this article. Personally. Well, you know, there's a reason why Wink Martindale left Baltimore. I think John Harbaugh probably got sick of him. Yeah. And, you know, quite frankly, when I read this article, I'm like, this is Wink Martindale giving it all to Pat Leonard. Good for Pat Leonard for getting it and interviewing a source. But, you know, it's like uh, the old thing that uh, our friend Herm Edwards said. Put your name on it. You know, don't don't hide behind obscurity. You know, you're pissed off. I get it. You know, I got fired from Monday Night Football. I put my name on it. You know, I was I was disgusted. I was pissed off. A lot of guys got fired. I got fired. People behind un, underneath uh, the, the telecast got fired unceremoniously and they should have never been fired that way. But that's the world we live in. And now uh, I, I just think that this is, you know, it's it's just bad blood and it's it looks bad and you know who it's coming from. And, you know, now now Brian Dable's just got to move on from it and figure it out. You know, and I think that he's starting to find people that, you know, believe in him. You know, what's interesting is he hired Wink Martindale. I was wondering whether or not he was paired with Wink Martindale. Right. Adam Gase and Greg Williams situation and arranged marriage. Right. I don't think that out. was it. I think I think Brian wanted Wink because mm-hmm. Wink is, a, you know, like I told you, old school kind of NFL guy knows the league, knows that his defense is going to be aggressive. But uh, maybe he found Brian Dayball to be a little bit different than John Harbaugh. But most coaches on the sideline, on game day, before the game starts, they're going to be really optimistic and they're going to be supportive of you. But as the game goes on, they're going to get involved and they're going to, like, if you make a mistake or something, like if you throw an interception in the red zone, yeah, you're going to hear it from that coach. And the one thing I don't know is if Wink tried to talk to Brian Dable about this and Brian was not receptive to it. Like if Wink said, listen, man, you're, you're chewing me out to a point where it's not helping me and I would, I just, I, we got to do something different because it's, it's affecting me and the defense negatively. And Brian Dable was like, no, screw you. I'm going to be me. Get out of here. If he did something like that, then I can understand there's an issue with Brian Dable. But I don't see any of that in this report. And the thing I really don't like is Martindale reportedly reached out to Giants' ownership as a way to circumvent Dayball, yes, which eventually so yeah. led to general manager Joe Shane to listen in on the headsets. And here's the deal. Let me just tell you something. This one head man, you work for him, and that's it. You go around him, you're going to create problems. I don't care. You know, unless there's something so horrific, which to me, you know, football coaches get intense. And, you know, losing brings out the worst in them. Yeah. Especially when there are mistakes that keep being made or uh, calls that are made that a particular coach doesn't like. And maybe and maybe Davo is one of those coaches that tends to be a little bit more negative or a little bit harder on his team. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it, he was hard on Josh Allen. Josh Allen loved him. Yeah, I, right. Of course. I mean, there's a lot of guys, too. Like everybody says, you know, Bill Belichick and the Patriot way. And when they were winning, it was so tough to work under him and. 
But then all of, most of the guys that came out of there had just such high praise for the man because he was able to put that team in a position to win, win consistently, and made them champions. How, how about, how about now, Nick, Dable hasn't done that yet with the Giants. How about Nick Saban down in Alabama? Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, you know, obviously there are certain things that go on, but I, you know, I saw a little bit of a documentary on him, how he would throw his straw hat at practice. <laughs> and the yeah. players would be like, he throws the straw hat at me, or he'd be picking on a guy. Yeah. I remember I saw a, uh, an old uh, 60 Minutes interview yeah. with Armin Kateyan. Remember Armin? Uh, yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, it was all about the way he ran practice and how tough he was on everybody and how demanding he was. And I think that's, you know, Brian Dable was in that uh, atmosphere or that environment. So, of course, he's going to be hard on everybody. Yeah, I mean, I guess that, you know. I mean, what the, is this, Jerry's Cornhole League, for God's <laughs> sake? It's the NFL. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, you know, and, and the, another theme of this article was that, you know, Brian Dable would criticize everything in the organization but never really have a lot of solutions for it. Like, that was sort of the thing that, that was kind of being portrayed from the sources on this particular thing that annoyed Wink Martindale and others. But the team could have gone completely in a hole at the end of the season. They did not. They fought back and played really well down the stretch. So nobody quit on Brian Dayball. And, I mean, Wink Martindale stormed out of there, went to the airport, and flew to Sarasota. <laughs> like, dude. And he whined his way out of a job. Yeah. Hey, at the end of the day, really, you know. Then I'm is wh- most likely feeding stuff to reporters to go take down Brian Dayball. I mean, that's not, uh, I don't love that. I want my head coach of my team's. To be freaking competitive is all get out. I want defense. I want in your face. I want to be relentless. That's why I like Thibodeau. That's why I do like Peter Laviolette because I feel like he's got a little bit of that in him. I, you know that that's what I want from my manager. That's what I want. I want accountability. Now, you don't always have to be negative. I know there's a way to play certain people. Certain people don't react to negative. Yeah, um, very well. But uh, in this situation. I mean, this is the NFL. I mean, your and job, your been ass around is, forever. I know, and your ass is on the line every single week, as we see with eight coaching jobs already open, well, one filled by Gerard Mayo, but maybe two more coming to fruition. And by the way, Mike McCarthy has been nothing but successful down there in Dallas. Mm. Just hasn't been the last team standing. Yeah, well, reg- regular season success for a uh, franchise with an owner who is... <laughs> up there in age who desperately wants to win another Super Bowl uh, before he passes away. You know, and you get your asses kicked in the playoffs every year. That's that's a different story. But yes, he has had three very successful regular seasons. Would you, if you were a Jet fan, would you take three, you know, essentially 12 win seasons in a row? Yeah, of course. But not every situation is the same. Not every circumstance is the same. Not every uh, franchise is the same. I mean, the Detroit Lions winning a playoff game for the first time in a gazillion years meant something to them. You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Eagles yesterday was uh, last night was nice, but this is also a team that's won two Super Bowl championships, knows that they're not going to win one <clears throat> this year, most likely. Um, and it was nice that they won the playoff game, Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield, but, you know, it wasn't historic for them. With the Jets have been out of the playoffs for so goddamn long, the next time they get in there, it's going to be historic. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys have a history of making the playoffs, but they just don't go anywhere. They haven't been to a championship game since the mid-90s. Yeah, he's only won one playoff game. I know that. And I guess, you know, watching Jerry Jones, did you did you see his interview, like, after the game, how what he looked like? Doesn't look good, man. What do you mean? This doesn't look healthy. 
I mean, he's older. I mean, like, I don't know. I just thought he looked like him. He just looked I like hope Jones. he makes it through the offseason. Yeah, see? You think he looks sickly? I, I His eyes are glowing. But his I, days were numbered. You, was he crying after the game, you think? Because they lost? No, he was not. There was, I, did you, you didn't see the... I did see it, okay. but I think you might... Are you getting fooled by the thing where they put the crying face filter? I hope not. Because I saw that yesterday. They put a crying oh, face okay. filter so, right, on so Jerry then, Jones. All right, so there you go. Somebody he doesn't did. have many seasons left. And it was not. And, and I was thinking about Jerry because I saw him crying. And then I was thinking about Jerry, what Jerry always talks about with Jerry Jones getting yeah. up there in age and thinking that this could be his last year and things of that nature. So I, I put two and two together and I, I obviously assumed the wrong thing. No, it was not. Yeah, they, they put the crying face filter on it because everybody hates the Cowboys and people were laughing at that. He was not. His lips weren't quivering. Yeah, he wasn't that's what, making that's, that that's face. What I saw. I was like, what is that? I looked at it quick, quickly yesterday, and I was wondering whether or not that was real. No, not real. But so maybe Jerry looks a little bit better than you think that he looks. Uh, let's go to Ronnie in Tom's River. What's going on, Ronnie? What's up, man? How's everyone doing today? Good, Ronnie. What do you got for us? No, nothing. So the whole Dable, Wink Martindale thing, you, uh, Gio, you hit the nail on the head. Um, don't forget that Dable did mid-season bring all the head coaches, to get, uh, the assistant coaches together and, and said, is there any problems that you guys have with me? No one said anything. Um, I think that Dable is a tremendous coach, and as a coach or a player, I want my coach to hold me to the highest accountability uh, possible. Um, Wink Martindale does command a little bit of respect, could have did it a little bit uh, differently, how to approach in the moment. But I think you guys should agree that if your boss wants the best out of you and gives you the resources and holds your ass accountable for a lot of things, that's all you want is to be good. And I think the players see that. And that's why, Gio, like you said, that's why they got the most out of it the last couple of days. You look at Rob Sala, he's looking there like a, like a corpse on the sideline with his arms crossed with a nice tan. What is he doing? Nothing. He's looking around. He's shell-shocked. So yeah. that's all Guys, thank yeah, you. Ronnie, and, and you took the words out of my mouth because <clears throat> I was going to bring that up. I can't sit here and criticize Rob Sala for, you know, looking like a, a loiterer outside of a convenience store for most of the game and then get on Brian Dable for being too intense. I mean, I, I mean, that would be ridiculous. And what the Ronnie was referring to was the Paul Schwartz of the New York Post report that had Brian Dable sitting these guys down and saying, where did this situation come from this jay glazer report what's going on anybody have an issue and and it was like no oh, i don't know i don't know and then, and then well, all there you go. so he knows he's got a leak in the building and he also knows that he has a defense coordinator that went behind his back and put the general manager on the on the uh, headsets well he did, did uh, even worse i mean the result was the general manager on the headset because he went to the owner he went to the owner but that's that so if i'm brian dayball and i, I want to keep my job and i'm the head man you're all gone. Goodbye. And that's exactly what he did. And and I don't blame him one bit for it because it's his job. He's the man. He's the guy that faces the music every single day with the media. He's the one that's got to get the most out of the quarterback. He's the one that's dealing with the losing. He's the one that's dealing with the, you know, the the wrong plays or maybe a a, a breakdown on defense or offense or a missed field goal. He's the one that's got to deal with all that. Now look, you and I both know how intense he is. Yeah, and we and we talked about that intensity as a positive, and now all of a sudden, because somebody's feelings got hurt, we got to sit here and wonder about whether or not you know he's too intense. I, it, what ridiculous! What? And this is and how many phone calls do we get from 
people in all sports, fans of all the teams, when they have a manager or a coach who doesn't look like he's intense or into it, they're like, you got to get this guy out of here. He doesn't care. He just stands there. What does he do? I need someone who wants to get in somebody's face. Uh, so we can't sit here now and all of a sudden be like, oh, okay. You know, well, like I'm, Brian I'm Dable's like, too intense. When my, when my hockey team loses, I want, I want to see them come out the next game. I want to see them be more physical. I want to see them... Taking the body, going in the corner, going to get the puck, you know, knocking people away from the goalie in front of the net. I want to see all that. You know, when I want to watch my football game or my football team, one of the reasons why you respect Mike Tomlin and his Steelers, Steelers team, even without T.J. Watt, they're a pain in the ass to play. They always come to play. You know, because there is a way that you 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 have this expectation if you're a Steeler fan that you're going to. You want to win. Now, I know they haven't won playoff games. I understand that. Mm-hmm. They, they're kind of like in the same boat as the Cowboys now. And they get killed in these playoff games. I, I know that. And But that, that that team got to 10-7 and seven and made it to the playoffs, man. I know. So I, I want a coach that's going to be holding people accountable. We're going to you know, spend time with these guys every day in the clubhouse, <laughs> and I'm going to love every one of them. So that press conference, I reacted like, forget it. And We're going to care more about the players than anyone ever has before. Tricky Mickey. <laughs> Tricky yeah, Mickey. Right, okay, how'd that work out? Yeah. Schween pick Mick. Hey, let me tell you something. Bill Parcells was a pain in the ass. And Phil Sims has told us a million times that for the first three or four years under Parcells, he thought his first name was Effin. Yep. Effin Sims. And guess what he did? Won a Super Bowl. We're going to know that they're human beings and individuals. Oh, God. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Schween pick Mick. Drop it in for a little creepy laugh on a Tuesday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Boy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. On the fan and the free Odyssey app, we will be joined by CBS Sports Network at about 8.30 this morning after USA field hockey that is taking place in India. We've got... <laughs> that actually sounds fun when you say that. Well, that's what's going on, right? Is this like pre-Olympic sports or is that what I think like so. qualifying? I think so. It, I, I, I believe It's got to so. be some international It is, yeah. Major the top three teams uh, qualify. Oh, good job, Eddie. You ever been to India? I have not. You plan on ever going to India? I, you know, not not in the near future. I haven't really thought about it. And I think about it. <laughs> there. <laughs> Truck talk in Mumbai. <laughs> uh, we got to get to our chalk talk at Tellers. First. That's right. Is that yeah. next week already? That's next week already, yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so anyway, but uh, I think about like there's these places that we we see and that exist in this world no, that we'll you're never just see them. Never gonna go there. Yeah. You just know. Yes, I'm never going there. We talk about that all the time. It's such a big world, and there's so many places are we will never see. Ever go to China? No, I've never been to China. Japan? Never. No, I've never been to the Far East. No. Wow. And I've no been, India either. I've I mean, Hawaii China. is the farthest west I've been. You've been to China? Yes. And how'd you enjoy your time there? Uh, it was uh, hot and yeah. uh, a long trip. Mm-hmm. But so, it was, uh, I'm glad I experienced it. Other than getting diabetes there, he's... Yeah, that, that's true. Oh, is, yeah. that where, is, it, is that where it came from? Well, I was... Uh, His sweaty balls? I got the... Uh, diabetes, the original China virus. <laughs> I, no, I was inoculated for... Uh, I got a gamma globulin shot, which they used to you know, give the uh, troops before they went overseas. And something in that vaccination caused the immune response that gave me type 1 diabetes. So you're an anti-vaxxer? I am not. Oh, you are a vaxxer. You're still... Te- okay. Still, even though... Because I know every vaccine is going to affect a small percentage of people negatively, and it, and it, I got unlucky. Are you going to go back to China? Probably not. Japan? Ever been to Japan? Uh, only on my way to China. I was in the airport. Doesn't count. Yeah. I've been in the Galapagos Islands. Oh, that's that's cool. You see all the animals there, the tortoises uh-huh. and all that. And uh, just was in Iceland. That's a good one too. <laughs> For none guy, of those places, I'm going to say. Christ, poverty in <laughs> the Galapagos Islands. He's got China, a wealth, Japan, he's got wealth Iceland. management <laughs> company that works for him. <laughs> Shorehaven Wealth Management. Wealth that's partners, correct. right? Shorehaven Wealth Partners. Wealth Partners. And Al's that got them now too, right, Al? Mm-hmm. I sure do. I saw how well Eddie was doing. I said, let me go over there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, Jerry, what's going on in sports, man? Brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. We had the Bucks and Eagles wrapping up Super Wild Card Weekend last night in Tampa. Let's threaten. Here it comes. And wave your throws it up for grabs. Toward the, it's caught. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin. Oh, my goodness. Buccaneers get a great throw on 
under pressure and a 23-yard touchdown. And that was uh, Gene Deckerhoff on Bucks Radio that made it uh, 32 to nine as Tampa just clobbered the Eagles and sent them packing for the offseason. Baker Mayfield 337 and three touchdowns. Here was their head coach Todd Bowles likes where the team is as they move on to the divisional round. It was a lot about the growth of our team from where we were in the beginning to the middle toward the end, and now playing with confidence, playing team football. Everybody's playing fundamentally sound and technique sound. We got technique sound. How about that? Here was uh, hey Dan Campbell. I'm coming for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Here was uh, Mayfield. We're just going out and doing our thing. Proud of our guys. Proud of everybody in the building to stick together like we did the, the second half of the year and um, to get to this spot, just to keep fighting, to stick together, and don't listen to the outside noise. Just just trust the people next to you. And so they will go to Detroit this weekend. As for Philly, they go home. Do you ever uh, notice this? Like, everybody's got outside noise. A lot of outside noise. There's always outside noise. Because there's more and more of it every day with social media. A lot of outside noise. Like, Al has quarter. outside noise. I was talking about the streaming, Peacock streaming, and comparing it to the size of a schween. Okay, I think it was affected weird. by outside noise. I only bank. got two inches, Jerry. I don't know what you got. <laughs> <laughs> that was from this morning. Yes, I do remember that this morning. Brand new drop. Unlike yesterday, not remembering the drop, but yes, I do remember <laughs> it actually uh, clicked to this morning because al brought up the reason why we were talking about it yesterday and oh that's what i said it the other thing i have to apologize to you because i did see this instagram with jerry jones giving an interview after the game and i didn't realize that somebody put the crying filter on him with his bottom (laughs) lip shivering and everything and i just kept thinking about jerry recco and this guy's gonna die tomorrow <laughs> and, and I, I, I want to apologize terrible. that I I'm I'm sorry that he even let that get right, to me like that. So how do you read into this? This was Jordan Lewis yesterday, Cowboys defensive back. He's soon to be a free agent. Uh, Jerry did speak to the team. His message to the club as they were wrapping up and heading out the door. He wants to win right now. The urgency is now. I mean, it was always that. We always had that that on our shoulders. But you know, he he made it clear that that's that was the point. Why right now? How come? Why is the urgency right now, Boomer? Uh, you know, maybe because he's getting old. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, I, and you broke that story. I, there's no story to break. <laughs> you did break it. Just referencing comments he made, not me. We got to pull those two stories together. Oh, my God. And like Jerry Jones dies on the golf course, getting hit in the head with <laughs> a golf <laughs> And then those two stories that you will not let go of <laughs> can come together. In one cacophony of oh, tragedy. Oh, gosh. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't too much, I swear. Uh, so while you got that, so here are the Eagles. Here was Jalen Hurts. They lose. Really nothing good to this game, but he says hopefully it's a learning experience. It's crazy as it is. I mean, um, you have to be able to use it for your for your advantage and find a, a positive out of this negative, turn that negative into a positive somehow. Yeah, well, good luck. You're going to have to wait through the offseason for that. Here was their head coach, Nick Sirianni, on the evening. We were just a little out of sync, obviously. Um, you know, we had the big play to Devontae. Besides that, we were just a little bit out of flow. That's always going to start with me. Uh, wasn't good enough. Um, obviously, we're not putting them in good enough positions. And speaking of not being in good enough New positions. New Zealand scored, by the way. It's 1-1 now. Okay. Was that really a goal or is that stick too high? No, it was a goal. That was. That was a no. hell of a goal. It was a hell of a shot. Pat Boyle is going to lead the 5 o'clock <laughs> update tomorrow with this. <laughs> 
I got it. Was go not a goal. It was not a goal. Oh, they took it off they the took board. It off the board. I think the stick was too high. Of the girl. Wow. Hit the, hit the ball. All right. So uh, disregard that. So disallowed goal. Still one nothing USA. So you hear Sirianni talking about not having his team in the proper position. Well, that was another thing that Seth Joyner went to town on in that post game show on Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson. You knew that Todd Bowles was gonna was gonna blitz you. There were times where I saw they lined up with three down linemen on each side against an empty set. That means that there's only five offensive linemen to block six. That's not good math. Thank you. That's the point. You <laughs> yes. know, and I, and I know exactly what he's talking about. And from a quarterback standpoint, I need answers. Yeah. I need somebody to give me a game plan to handle what we're seeing and to adjust on the fly if we can't handle it. And it doesn't seem like the Eagles had that happen for the last half of the season. Yeah, their last uh, lost six out of seven, I think, to wrap things up after being 10-1. and one. Yeah, and and, uh, and I think they were pointing to the like the lifelessness of the team on the sideline. I thought the defensive line for the Eagles played pretty decent. I, the secondary was terrible. Not good. And so they go home and uh, Tampa does advance. The Bills also advancing. Josh Allen had a monster game. Here's the snap. Blitz coming. Allen steps up in the pocket, going to take off and run. Has the first down and more. To the 40, to the 35, 30. Breaks away. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Josh Allen. Bills radio with the call. Part of a 31-17 win. They were up 21-0 in this game. Never looked back. Though it got a little tight. Uh, at 24-17, but they went right down the field and scored to end that. Here was Sean McDermott on the touchdown run. Yeah, it's Josh. I mean, just, I think it was even Joe on the headset going, get down, get down. And then he goes and scores. And he's like, I mean, I mean, go score, right? So, Yeah, ha, ha, ha. Uh, Dawson Knox, Allen never amazes us anymore. It's almost normal now. Um, him making a crazy play like that almost every single game. Um, sometimes you just you can't help but just to sit back and be a fan. <laughs> it's like in your head you're, you're screaming slide, but then he's just you know weaving in and out of defenders, running guys over. Exactly what you were pointing out earlier that he's going to kill you if you try and tackle him. Um, here was Mason Rudolph for the uh, for the Steelers. They look lost early, uh, and he knows that's really what got them. We knew being on on the road, you got to come out and. You know, keep it close early, and we didn't. But, you know, it was probably the way we fought back there at the end. And, um, and got to win a touchdown, just not enough. Uh, Mike Tomlin had trouble stopping them in the early going. How did the loss of uh, T.J. Watt affect you? You know, I didn't think about it, to be quite honest with you. We knew all week he wasn't playing, and so we prepared with that mindset. And so I didn't waste any time thinking about what, what wasn't at our disposal. Uh, we had too much at our disposal and too many decisions and considerations to be made to waste time like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you didn't have them, and it certainly showed. So the Steelers' season ends. The Bills' season continues. They get the Sunday 6.30 game against the Chiefs in Orchard Park. Saturday, Ravens-Texans at 4.30. Niners and Packers then at 8.15. Bill Belichick in interviewing in Atlanta. Jim Harbaugh interviewing with San Diego. Um, with Los Angeles, the Chargers, that is. To the NBA, where the uh, full boat of games, for the most part, Knicks Magic yesterday afternoon at the Garden, and a late good finish for the Magic, not so much for the next. And Carroll, pull-up jumper, got it again. Tom Thibodeau says no timeout, play through it, down five with 137 to go. Carroll has been feasting with the 15-foot jumper. Mm, yeah, Carroll ended up with 20 points, 98-94 was the final as Orlando came from behind. 
for the win. No Jalen Brunson for the Knicks again because of the calf injury. Here was Tom Thibodeau. He says our offense deserted us late. You got to trust when they collapse that you you make the play. And when you do, you know, uh, you know, we made 13 threes. We took 40 threes. So sometimes it's make or miss. And, uh, you know, so... We didn't make. Nope, they didn't make. It's kind of like America with interference that wasn't called right now. Wendell Carter had 17 off the bench. <laughs> Julius Randle, 15 on 5 of 18 shooting. They're in replay review, Jerry. Here was Josh Hart, no Brunson. You know, you're missing 25 a game. Um, and this, you know, someone who can um, control the pace of the game. Um, so obviously that's difficult to replace. No goal! No goal <laughs> again. Official. This I mean, thing is Zero fixed. scored twice. Yeah. I mean, they don't want the Americans to lose. They're definitely fixing so, this thing. Boomer, do you know, does there... That had to be interference. Does it have to be, like, literally on the ground, this thing, when they... When they... I don't think it could be above the waist, but I got to tell you, I think it's. I think they called interference on that. I think a New Zealand player hit an American player, but New Zealand has owned this game for the last half an hour. I got to tell you, you want to get in shape, play field hockey. You ain't kidding. <laughs> you don't stop moving up and down the floor. Or the, whatever the hell that field. is. What kind that's of surface field. is that? a field. That's probably a, it's a turf, like turf? field. Yeah, a turf field. Huh. So you have to have a, a field where the ball is rolling. You'll also end up with scoliosis, though. Yeah, I know. The bending over has yeah. got to be tough on these players when they get older. Jeez. Is there, are there pro field hockey leagues? I'm sure there are. I mean. Right. Right, right now there's a pro I have league to say, with a Just Google it. I have to say that this game is very entertaining. It is. Yeah, no, it's it great. Is. Yeah, no, it's good. It's better than cornhole, Jerry. Why don't you start a field hockey league? The Jerry Rucko Field Hockey League. Sure, you want to find me a... a, a well, don't you have a partner? Can't he find you, like, whatever you stop. need? You stop. I'm start a field hockey league. <laughs> this guy, EJ, what does he do? Oh, here we go. Uh, Nets <laughs> lost to the Heat 96-95. Had the ball uh, late stages, but couldn't finish. Bridges being out in the backcourt by Richardson. Gets a screen to get into the front court. Shot clock is off. Now to five seconds to go. Next down one. Bridges left in the lane. Tough fadeaway baseline. Airballed it. Rebound to Hero, and the Heat win it. And yes, they do. 96-95. Chris Carino with the call here on the fan. Tyler Hero with that rebound. He had 29 points. Jimmy Butler, 31. They were a two-man show. 60 of the 96 points as the Heat get the win. The Nets now have lost 13 of 16. They are sinking like a stone. Now 16-23. and 23. College basketball, you got St. John's and Seton Hall at the Prudential Center tonight. UConn, the new number one team in the country. Hockey yesterday, the Devils took on the Bruins, and it did not go well for Jersey. We play Jim Devils win the draw. Hall's shot is blocked. Here's Hughes with it. Tries to get it to Hall. A pass picked off by Frederick. He races after it. Nemitz hustling back, but Frederick slides and flips it off the post and in. And that did it. Bruins win 3-0. Matt Lachlan with the call on Devils Radio. Charlie Coyle scored in the second. Really all they needed. And the Islanders lost to the Wild 5-0. Faber at the top looks things over. Now Matt Zuccarello snaps and scores. Zuccarello, a power play goal, and the Wild score quickly in this one. Five nothing would be the final. Brendan Burke on MSG, so a rough night for the Isles. I heard from Lane Lambert last hour. Not happy with the team's effort. Isles in Winnipeg tonight. Rangers take on the Kraken, and the Yankees sign the top overall international prospect, Alfredo Francisco Valorio, and the Mets sign the son of Vlad Guerrero, uh, Vladdy Miguel Guerrero. He's also the. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Giovanni <laughs> Rodriguez, that's his name. That's okay. the, it's the international catcher that they signed as well. The top 
international catching All right, prospect. so we're going after an international player, spending some money, bringing some guys in. <clears throat> yeah, and they spend a lot of international money. Right, exactly. And they're going to see if they guys. can find, you know, maybe they find a little uh, diamond in the rough there, boys. Maybe. I was going to call him Giovanni. Giovanni. So I've been uh, looking to see if you can bet on this field hockey thing while I'm sitting here. I can't find it, at least uh, not on FanDuel, but it is amazing. Like the stuff that you can bet on live and watch on the app. You can watch the sport live? Yeah. So how about, so right now, live, China Basketball League, the CBA, Chinese Basketball Association, the Ningbo Fubon Rocket against the Shanghai Sharks at halftime. You could bet either, you know, the money line or the spread for the rest China. of the game. And then you could stream the game. Really? Via the app. And that's on FanDuel? Yeah. Wow. You'd sit there and watch so does FanDuel the football rocket. Pay them for that? Or would they pay FanDuel to put the stream on for people? China. Like <laughs> I don't know. That's wild. But that is fascinating to me. Reminds me of the Korean baseball during the pandemic. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Like, it it is that and darts. You were betting on darts. Oh, and ping pong, too. Russian ping pong. That's right. was another one. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) One guy called up and said, you got to get into this Russian ping pong. And we did. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. One, two, one, two, three. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. We will uh, get to the calls in just a second. I know that there's uh, people that are dying to get on uh, this morning, so we will get to the calls as Al is informing me that there's a lot of people that are upset. We're not going to as many phone calls this morning, so we will get to you, I promise. Why is that? Oh, we'll see. I don't. I don't know. We'll see what happens here. I mean, Linda wants to get on. We got to get Linda on. We will. But I just wanted to recommend something. See if you remembered this or anybody remembered this. It was alive at the time. HBO Max has a documentary out now called "The Chow Chilla Kids." Do you remember in 1976 the kidnapping of an entire school bus filled with children, 26 children? That three kidnappers took and put them underground in a moving trailer and were going to hold them for ransom, but they ended up escaping. And the bus driver down there. Do you remember that story at all? Now, I, I know you I were young. No, well, I mean, it was something, you know, I was 15. I can't say that I remember it, no. Now, it was in California. Now, I asked my parents about this, too. They didn't remember it. Eddie, do you remember this at all? I do not amazing to me and they said like in the documentary they make it sound like and they showed like walter cronkite and dan rather and like the national news talking about it they made it sound like it was the biggest story in the country and captivated the country now i had never heard of it i wasn't alive but i wasn't alive for a lot of things i had heard about in the past but everybody i talked to that was alive in 1976 has no recollection of this now i know it happened it's just amazing to me that the story that big Everybody I talked to doesn't remember actually when it happened. 26 kids were kidnapped off a school bus. And these guys 
put them underground with all the right, bus driver. So basically what has happened now? They all got out. Okay. Uh, they were able to dig themselves out underground, and they they did find the three kidnappers, and now all of them actually are out on parole. They got out on parole like in the last couple of years, but they spent 40-some-odd years in, in prison. But a lot of the people that were, you know, the kids that were kidnapped had issues, you know, for many years after that. And sort of had to relive everything during the trial. Any, and anybody else. like a major success or something? I yeah, mean, no. Actually, no, no. no. It's pretty, it's actually very sad. There's not anybody that was a major success. There's one guy who was got sober and and is now working on a farm. And the whole thing sort of ended with that because he got he cleaned himself up. What's it's, the name of the... Uh, I think it's called the uh, Chowchilla Kids. The Chowchilla Kids. And it's on HBO Max or Max Yeah, yeah now? it's on Max. Chowchilla. Okay. I highly recommend, though. Chowchilla oh, okay. Kidnappers. Chowchilla Documentary. Uh, or maybe it's just called... I think it's just called Chowchilla. Okay. So, yeah. But, I mean, I I still have not found a single person in my life that remembers the story. And I feel like if that happened today, we'd never forget that story. 26 school children kidnapped, well, disappeared. I mean, they disappeared for like 36 hours. They found the bus. They found no kids. And, and they were like, what the hell happened? Was this a UFO? What, what happened here? Well, I mean, if it happened today, we'd have cameras. It would be all over TikTok. It would be all over everywhere. Yeah, it's, it certainly would be. All right, let's go to Linda in Flushing. Good morning, Linda. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? We're doing great, Linda. Sorry we didn't get to you before. I know uh, we were talking. We were yapping. We were being very, very selfish, Linda. No, no, that's okay. This is the first time I've ever called in. I've heard so much about your show, and I think it's hysterical. I mean, I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna listen to you from now on. Oh, thank you, Linda. We appreciate thank you that. very much, Linda. And and I love football, and I watch constantly. I've been around longer than this. Have been Super Bowls. <laughs> that, do you remember the Chowchilla kidnappings? No, I don't remember that wow. either. It's amazing. All right, anyway, go ahead, Linda. What do you want to talk about football? Well, I, I love football, but the thing is, it really is taking a little too long. And I thought of a great way to save some time. Okay, this is what they should do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hate when anybody gets hurt on the field, but they take so much time attending to them where they're rolling around. Yeah. So I just got a great idea. Why don't, when they fall down and they're laying there, why don't they just roll them like a carpet off to the sidelines and just push them off into the, you know, into the foul territory, whatever, like out of bounds, and then this way they can attend to them over there. But if they don't roll them out, there should be a time limit that they can only roll around so long. And if there's a time limit, then if they don't roll them off the side in the right right length of time, then they get a five-yard penalty. Okay, Linda. Uh, (laughs) I mean, uh, I want to say this nicely. Do you know how ridiculous that sounds? Just roll well, them off the side. We can't I mean, do that. I'm tired of staying up past 11 o'clock at night waiting for these. Yeah, I know. You know, maybe a guy has a broken neck or unfortunately he's concussed oh, or he's well, got a broken they leg. Up on him real quick. But maybe they should give him maybe a few more minutes before they roll them off. The I mean, maybe they could have rolled Demar Hamlin off the field last year. And then what do you oh, think would have okay. happened there? Well, it might have taken a little bit longer to recover. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, I was thinking they would just, you know, when a guy falls down and gets injured, like like you take, you know, a sick animal to a vet, they should just put him down, I think, on the oh, field. No. 
and then just drag them off. That's what I think would probably be the faster thing, and then we don't have to deal uh, you know, with these. Linda, I these love wusses. the fact that you are a football fan, and I love it. But I mean, come on, come on. And by the way, to feel like a carpet. Right. And the NFL is working their asses off to, to shorten these games and to make them like in a three-hour window. And they're doing it in a lot of ways that fans don't even realize. Yeah. Whether it be the expedited replay, whether it be the extra referees on the sidelines communicating with the coaches so the referee that is actually officiating the game doesn't have to go running to both sidelines. They're trying to do it through communication and technology. And for the most part, I think it's brilliant. We don't know about it. We didn't know about expedited replay really last year. They yeah. didn't really talk about it much. And now it's become part of the playoff games and trying to keep them moving along. I'm sorry, but the image of some guy writhing in pain on the ground, grabbing his knee, and like a grounds crew coming out like they would roll the tarp onto a baseball field and just roll the guy off while he's like, ah, ah, come on, we got to keep this thing moving. And Linda's like, finally, finally, they're rolling these guys off. I can't stay up to 11 p.m. to watch these games. Roll these jerks off the field. Oh, Imagine yeah. these guys come out. They're all dressed the same, like uniforms. They got the ref, like, black and white on each other. Rolling them off. Like a carpet. Roll them up in a carpet, then put them on the back of the cart and get them off the field. We'll figure it out when we get them in the locker room. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. That was almost as good as the guy who said put opposing magnets in the helmets. So, don't hit each other on the football field. Repel off of one another. Oh, God. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 